This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hi there, welcome along to this podcast. And once again, William Mullally dazzles us with his knowledge of all things movies. This week, we're talking about The Woman King, and he catches up with John Boyega, who, of course, stars alongside Viola Davis in this absolutely spectacular movie. Do enjoy the podcast and join me live on the show weeknights, 8 through 10, right here on Dubai Eye 103.8. Welcome back into the show, and it's movie time once again as we look forward to things that we're going to be watching. Uh, this weekend, William Mullally, our movie critic, is back with us. Before we actually get into what we need to be watching, we need to remember the incredible Angela Lansbury, who we sadly uh, lost earlier on this week at the age of 96, William. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's just she's one of those actors that was just wonderful to still have around when she had yeah. contributions for six decades. Yeah. They were just tremendous. and uh, But I think it's a great time to kind of take stock in everything she was able to do. Because it's actually like, when someone has a body of work like Angela Lansbury, as much as that, you know, I love seeing the love for an actor, it can kind of break my heart if all I see is like, oh, Angela Lansbury, the big teacup from Beauty and the Beast. And then that, that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, she's just, her breadth of work and just her amazing talent was just impossible to summarize i mean she was acting in the 1940s i'm just reading here academy award nominations for 1944's gaslight and then in the following year 1945 the picture of dorian gray uh what as you say what a career yeah i mean like and that still is relevant too because you know this term gaslighting that people use today yeah literally comes from that movie does it really i didn't know that yeah, because in the, the the woman in it, played by her, is basically being manipulated by this guy, and he's, it's about like the hanging of the gaslight. So the metaphor of the film is also the, the where that term of manipulation comes from. So yeah, so this is another huge contribution to the culture that no one's mentioning. Well, she'll certainly be uh, remembered, of course, as well for Murder, She Wrote, uh, probably a most famous role on, on television. And, uh, well, Angela Lansbury then, once again, being remembered here on, um, on our movie slot on Dubai I-103.8. Now, uh, moving along to things that we can go along and see, um, The Woman King, very enthusiastic last week about this. How's it fared at the box office? So it's doing well. Um, I, I think... Honestly, it's probably going to be a film that is going to continue to discover audiences through award season because the big take home is, you know, Viola Davis's tremendous, tremendous performance, you know, a role that she fought for for seven years to get made. Yeah. That she really, I think, put her heart and soul into. And, but, you know, as good as her performance is, I don't want to, you know, not bring the spotlight as well to this tremendous supporting cast because really all the performances here make this really work. You can tell this is a passion project for every single person involved and all these people are giving it their all like John Boyega, for example, who's an actor who, you know, found fame and then very quickly got pulled into this star Wars world. And so people might know him as Finn from the star Mm -hmm. Wars sequels, but really I think he's just a very multifaceted actor who now is finding different things that he's passionate about. Same with, you know, Lashana Lynch, um, uh, Thuso Mbedu, like great, great actors who here are just given real meat to work with. Boyega here plays the king of this kingdom um, in this, you know, historical kingdom in West Africa, who is being faced with this, you know, very tough balance, you know, do they continue 
working with the slavers in trading their um, their captives for you know the riches of his kingdom and make sure his kingdom continues to thrive, or does he make a moral choice? And I think really a lot falls onto him as this you know very actually kind and complex character um, to make this film work and make it as interesting as it is because he could easily be one-dimensional. But I think Boyega and the writing here makes it something special. And you know, I think for him, this was absolutely a project that he hopes changes the industry and leads to, to more films like this, as he told me when we sat down. Um, I didn't know a, a lot about the history um, in terms of King Gezo specifically. So it was just about learning about the history, the responsibility of that in portraying this man, not trying to shy away from his conflicts, um, especially the, uh, the conflicts that are, are quite negative. Um, and then just being open, being an actor and being open to the reality of the role, you know, for the sake of uh, good portrayal. So it's all good. Yeah, I think that when you have a team of black people and you have the, the gift that is a black director, you, you have to ensure that every single inch of the set, the script, the costume, etc., also have your input. So you as an artist have to make sure that everything is as thorough, as detailed, as authentic as the people that you, would, that you are representing. And these women, this is the first time that we're telling their story. Like, we have to do right by them. These are our ancestors, you know. These are the reason why we are here on this earth. So I, as an as a artist, wanted to make sure that I was pushing my own needle forward and that I was setting myself up for the rest of my career and with the people around me, my peers, I want to make sure we all are ensuring that we, we make sure that everyone has their responsibility upped every single day. So whether you're the, the gaffer, the boom up, we are all here riding for the same thing, um, for the same goal. And I hope that we can take that into any set or stage or radio play, whatever we do, so that everyone knows that these stories are important and that you you aren't exempt from the responsibility. Well, there's John Boyega then talking about his passion for um, the woman king. Um, y- y- you mentioned that Viola Davis, you know, really fought to get this made. Uh, what, what were some of the obstacle, obstacles that, you know, uh, were put up at, that made, uh, made it seven years in the making? It's actually interesting. So the producer of the film actually was presenting an award to her on stage at an award in 2015 yeah. and brought up the idea of this, you know, this historical figure, this general who, you know, helped lead this kingdom and said to the audience, wouldn't you love to see her star in a film like that? And the entire place erupted in applause. And from there, it became their mission to get it done. And they went to a pitch meeting. They said, let's make it. And the studio said, we love it. Here's $5 million. And this is, you know, a huge historical epic and $5 million yeah. is the sort of thing you have like for, you know, kitchen sink drama. <laughs> right. <laughs> no Rather other. underfunded. So, yeah, so they had to fight to make it what it could be. And so eventually they got to the $50 million mark to make something really special. And that's what we see here. And obviously it does look like probably double that or more because they do a tremendous job to make this beautiful and make it something that is absolutely a big screen experience. Here's the trailer then for The Woman King. An evil is coming that threatens our kingdom, our freedom. But we have a weapon. They are not prepared for. The Europeans wish to conquer us. They will not stop until the whole of Africa is theirs. We must fight back. 
our people. Aneska, you are asking me to take them to war. Well, there's a trailer for The Woman King, still in cinemas in its second week. Definitely a big thumbs up from William Mullally. We're going to come back, talk more movies and something called Andor that we can see on Disney+. Plus. This is The Night Shift. On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. Welcome back to the show. William Mullally, our movie critic, is with us. Big thumbs up, as I mentioned, for uh, The Woman King. Heading, though, next to uh, Disney Plus, William, and something called Andor. What do we know about this? So Andor is probably, you know, we were speaking a little bit about Star Wars, um, but I think Andor is Star Wars like we've never seen it before. It's the sort of Star Wars story that we'd always hoped, you know? It's like, I I think one of the the problems with the the Star Wars um, sequel series is that it's like, okay, nine movies, we're still obsessed with the same family, you know? <laughs> we're yeah. this entire world with like thousands of planets and, you know, races and creatures and monsters. Why do we keep focusing on these same people? And why is it always the same tone? And so I think this series, which is brought to us by Tony Gilroy, um, as well as his brother Dan, who works on it, who's, you know, done things like Michael Clayton, you know, the Born Identity series. You're just a tremendous, tremendously talented screenwriter. Comes here for the television for the first time to make something just unlike anything we've seen before. Taking the film that he wrote, um, Star Wars Rogue One, which was that prequel about the people trying to get the plans of the Death Star. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, spoiler alert, not making it through, although they do succeed in their mission. Um, but Diego Luna's character, who obviously had this, you know, very fascinating backstory that got him there, um, here is being followed on his own mission of going from this sort of Han Solo-esque rogue, you know, against the law, really against morality, and slowly finding something that he's passionate about, finding like a, a resistance to this evil empire that he's going to help, you know, become ultimately successful. And really, it's just... Tonally, it's a much more adult series. It's, you know, gritty. It's interesting. It's got great characters. So it feels like, it, yes, it's Star Wars in name, but it feels like the stuff of a great HBO drama. And it's already been arced out for, for multiple years. It's going to happen. Um, they, there's going to be really interesting things you know, to do with play with form. So I think it's a lot more in vain of, you know, House of the Dragon than it is anything to do with, you know, Boba Fett or the Mandalorians, and people are really, really responding to it. To steal from the Empire? You just walk in like you belong. They're so proud of themselves. So fat and satisfied. They can't imagine that someone like me would ever get inside their house. Trailer then for uh, Andor. Um, big thumbs up for that one um, from William. Uh, another one that you want to drop in and talk about is something called Power, which is in its second season, William. Yes. Um, so Power, book two, Raising Canaan, which to me, I think it's the most interesting of the, the spin-offs to the original hit series Power, you know, very famously produced by 50 Cent, um, created by Courtney Kemp is really, I think this is a series that's following the character, you know, Kanan, 50 Cent played, you know, very fan favorite character, following him in his early days where his mother is basically a crime boss. And it's really, I think, fascinatingly done because ultimately what they're trying to do is sort of a Sopranos-esque, Godfather-esque 
true crime epic of this family, all with you know a black woman at the center of it. And again, this is a role that normally we don't see. These are characters that we're unfamiliar with, and so there's so much I think to to do here um, that we haven't seen. And finding you know I think nuances in these roles that tremendous actors are being put forth to do um, that I'm really excited to see continue to. Um, to grow and change because the, it's already been renewed for a third season. The second season just wrapped, so you can watch the entire thing on Stars Play. And you know, honestly, I'm really excited to see because really it just keeps building and building. And you know, each one of these actors is just doing a tremendous, tremendous job. You know, from Omar Epps to Makai Curtis, and I think most importantly, Bettina Miller. Here's the uh, trailer then for Power. Everything I put together was all going in one night. What if that bullet was meant for you? Can you think of anyone might want you dead? We were brothers for life, but I can't trust him right now. I gotta move forward in our marriage. Stop seeing Angela. I'll handle it. I can put Ghost in jail for the rest of his life. Well, there's Power. That's the uh, second season trailer. Just want to drop in a couple of things. Apparently, um, news has come out that Tom Cruise uh, wants to be the first actor to shoot a movie in space. What do you think about that, William? (laughs) I think he keeps finding more and more reasons to to risk his own life to do insane things. But honestly, you know, what he was able to do with Top Gun Maverick, I almost doubted him. I will never doubt him. I (laughs) know. I remember that. You're saying, I don't know if the people have the appetite for this movie. I remember that. And that's the thing. I'll always admit when I'm wrong. I'm not going yeah. to change history. Yeah. So he proved me wrong. I'm glad that he proved me wrong. I think he's, you know, him and James Cameron, I've always said, are saving the, the theater business and going to make a true spectacle. And I think he understands what movie going is better than anyone else. And I think this is going to be something just as special, if not more so. And finally, before I let you go, William, um, I've tried to watch a movie twice and kind of gotten a little bit bored with it and and switched it off and watched something else. And I think, shall I go back to it for a third time? What have you heard about Blonde, uh, starring uh, Anna de Armas, of course, as, as Marilyn Monroe? I think it says everything about Blonde, that I knew exactly what movie you were going to say. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, you read my mind. <laughs> Like, oh, I was getting bored. I turned it up. Honestly, it's just the cinematography is gorgeous. This is obviously yeah. a very talented um, director from a technical standpoint, but it's just a mess and it's just a weird understanding of her character and a lot of the changes that happen. You know, like we have you know, things like you know, dead babies talking to her and nightmares. It's, I don't understand what this movie was really going for. And what I'm glad is that no one's really blaming this on Anna de Armas, who's a tremendous talent and yeah. truly gives it her all. Yeah. I think this film is kind of flawed on conception, and uh, it's the writing that ultimately falls apart because everything else here should should work. But I don't know why this three-hour film, you know, <laughs> really missed the mark so badly. But <laughs> I know. you know, it's honestly it's Marilyn Monroe, so we'll probably have another film just like this in a year. Yeah. Anyway, I'm a big fan of Anna de Armas, so uh, you're forgiven. Get her in another James Bond movie. <laughs> that's what I say. <laughs> William, so great. Yeah, she was amazing in James Bond. Anyway, thank you once again, William, um, for your uh, input on the show, and uh, we'll catch you again in another week's time. All right, take care, buddy. 
You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.